aren't you about tired of listening to sports shows with all the woke bullshit? So are we. This is Patriot Sports Radio. Patriot Sports Radio. Fed up with the national talking heads and biases of mainstream sports media. If it's sports, from the high school level to the pros, we're talking about it. Like the red-blooded Americans we are. God bless America. God bless America. God bless America. Let's do this. And now, here's Eric, Angela, John, Chris, and the coach. Welcome back, my friends. If you're new, then welcome in Patriot Sports Radio. My name is Eric. I'm your host. Glad to have you with us. Thank you all those subscriptions, reviews. Chris is over there with like five screens making the show work. The rest of the usual suspects are here. Coach in a car. John in a headband. Angela in her sports nook. Plus, we have a guest tonight along with this announcement. Football Thursdays are back. Eight weeks, eight divisions. We will break them down team by team. What happened last season, what they did in the offseason, fantasy relevant players, and of course, what will happen this season. It all kicks off with tonight's show, a conversation with our new best buddy, Bob Lung. And if that name sounds familiar to you, then you probably read his annual fantasy football consistency guide available on Amazon. Or maybe it's because he's the originator, the architect, if you will, of the Fantasy Football Expo in Canton, Ohio. Ever heard of it? Welcome, Bob. Thanks for your time. Thank you, guys. Great intro. Love the uh, the uh, woke stuff. That, that's <laughs> um, yes, I am tired of it. Uh, but yeah, no, thank you for having me, and uh, very excited to get started to uh, talk with you guys. I know you guys are coming to the expo. You're uh, very excited about having you, uh, you know, at the event, and yeah, it's going to be a blast. And you probably heard the announcement, but we can wait on that if you want. Let it out. Just let it out of the bag. Let's go. Des Bryant is coming to the fantasy. Shut the front door. The guy who dropped the ball in Green Bay. I know that guy. I wouldn't say that to him. (laughs) Hey, I love that guy. You won't be woke then. You'll be out. (laughs) I love that guy for four years at Oklahoma State. Me, coach, Oklahoma, big Oklahoma State football fans. That guy carried that stadium for four years until uh, Coach loved him in Dallas. Oh, get out of here. Coach loved Dallas. <laughs> Prototypical alpha wide receiver. Des. Yeah. And oh, by the way, he wants to put together a team for the flake football tournament. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Nice. I'm prepared yeah. to tear my Achilles for that. <laughs> I've, already served, I've already tore both of mine, so I said he could be on my team. Awesome. <laughs> so, Bob Lung, first question. Are you a pothead fucker? Um, I, I, I'm, I'm an alcoholic. Um, <laughs> so, you know, as much as I would love to do that, I love to smoke cigars. Um, I have someone in my family that does that. Um, I won't mention the name, um, just in case she's listening. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, Supposedly for medical reasons. Yeah. Um, so, but I have, I'm not, it's not like I'll be like, no, but yeah. But my, my drug of choice is always alcohol. How long have you lived in Canton? My entire life, which in September will be 60 years. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When it- so interesting point. I was born 11 days after the pro football hall of fame opened. 
So it opened September 7th, 1963, and I was born September 18th. So I said, I meant to be here. I was meant to be part of this world, right? Yep. That close to the opening of the Hall of Fame. So how many times have you been there as a as a Canton resident? It's got to be a bunch. Well, so here's the thing. I think and I mean, I know I've been on the show before, right? Talking with you guys. Um, So I've been a driver for Hall of Fame weekend for 34 years. So every year I drive a different Hall of Famer all weekend long. I'm like their personal sheriff for all weekend. So I've driven Al Davis, John Madden. Um, you know, uh, this year I'm going to Marcus Ware, uh, John Lynch, uh, Kurt Warner. I mean, on and on and on. And so every year, so I'm always in the Hall of Fame. So I feel like I probably know it better than most of the people that work there by now. But, you know, I went as a kid. I remember my dad, my grandpa taking me to all the games, you know, sitting in the little, you know, almost like high school, you know, metal bleachers to watch pros play. And, you know, now it's a 25,000 you know, seat stadium and, you know, all the bells and whistles and press boxes and cool stuff. So NFL always gets bigger. It's like the government yeah. <laughs> yeah, with, with the expo. I'm sort of, uh, I'm like this kid who won't shut up about Christmas, but it's not even Halloween. It's, it's very annoying. Like we should do this. We should get this for the expo. What about this? As if it's next week. Um, but, Seven weeks away. Let's <sighs> go. Before we get into all that, I want to I want to talk about big guy fantasy sports and these consistency guides. This is Let's the 6th edition of the consistency guide. This is actually the 8th edition, um but 6 times nominated as one of the best magazines by Fantasy Sports Writers of America 6 years in a row. So, oh. we won it in 2018. So, so 8 years doing it, but 6 years nominated. So. Uh, it took the committee 2 years to get their shit together. Actually, it took me 2 years to mail it in to the FSW so <laughs> actually so actually, since I started putting it in, I've I've won or I've been nominated for it also. How much time does that take? Because I'll tell you, I'm trying to do some preseason rankings and not even maybe like a top 200, not even yeah. super extensive. And it's like another job. Um, it is, you know, and then when you add, you know, the guide and the expo together, it's and then my full time job of being a CFO during the day. Um, it's a busy life. but. You know, I've been empty nested now for 10 years. My kids are all out of the house. Um, you know, it's just me and my wife. So she's got her hobbies and I've got mine. So, you know, basically I start right after the season ends in early January, start putting all the data together and converting it into, you know, words and then into a book and then having it. I kind of have it all done and ready for the draft. And then I just make adjustments to players who may have been affected by the draft. You know, a guy that you know, they drafted, you know, B. John Robinson, you know, pretty much took Tyler Algier out of the picture, that kind of stuff. But um, and so I always try to have it out early May and be the first one out because I don't write about rookies. Ah, OK. Now, uh, what about big guy fantasy sports? Who's all involved in that? So you got you got a website, you got the consistency guides, and then you're you're also a CFO. And in your spare time, you organize yeah. the biggest fantasy football expo in the country. Yeah, that's pretty much my day. Um, you know, some of it intertwines, you know, hopefully my people at work aren't listening. Um, but, you know, I, I may do a few things during the day that have to do with fantasy football. And but sometimes I have to do some work stuff at night. So it, uh, it's pretty much nonstop. But, you know, when, when you know where they say when you enjoy what you're doing, it's never work. So it's never yeah. work. So just you and a, you and a few buddies said, hey, we love fantasy yeah. football. Let's yeah, start big guy uh, fantasy. Yeah, the big guy fantasy um, was just 
I had written for many sites during my years, um, and I because I've been writing for about twenty years now. I wrote for you know Roto experts and the fan balls and various stuff like that. But the problem was with most big sites is that they don't, you know, my thing is kind of a, yeah, it, it, it you know, it's kind of a side thing. It's consistency. Okay. That's cute. But so I always felt like oh, I want to do more about, it. I want to do more articles. I want to put more data. I want to create tools. And so, you know, pretty much back six, seven, eight years ago, when I started the, the book, I decided that I was just going to do my own website and sell the book on it, sell it on Amazon and, and just, you know, and I've created tools that you can put in your own scoring method. And it tells you how consistent the players are in that league, in your league, you know, specifically. Um, there's tools that show the history of, and how they do at home versus away against good defenses, bad defenses. All, you know, all the data that you could use from a consistency standpoint that would help you in DFS, season long leagues, all that kind of stuff. So And better. But, yeah, and betting too. I mean, I'm, in fact, I'm trying to work on a consistency model for prop bets. To show the Ooh. consistency of how many times they went over under, not just the average that they've. Oh, had. you're sprecking my lingity there. I love prop bets. I learned, oh, I, I don't you. know when it was, maybe three, four years ago, when the bots really came into DFS and just started crushing the common man. But I just stopped winning basically altogether. And I'm like, why am I putting together this lineup and getting seven out of nine correct and winning $2 and 14 cents when I could go seven and two on their right. prop bets. Exactly. And then I just moved over to become a degenerate gambler. So that's right. When you're Nothing talking about these consistent guys, like, that can, that can help me as well. So what inspired you to start the fantasy expo? There just wasn't one and you couldn't believe it. Cause I was surprised <laughs> to learn that, it, that it's only a few years old. Well, so here's the interesting thing. So again, I've been in this industry for 20 years. Um, back in 2011, I was writing for uh, Roto Experts out of New York. I was still living in Canada, but they were out in New York. And so, and there was a lot of big names there. I mean, Adam Rona, Scott Engel, Dr. Roto, all the guys, you know, that you hear about nowadays, we were all there together. And so they decided to put together their own fantasy football expo at the Atlantic City Convention Center. Um, you know, this massive place. Um, it was horribly expensive to get a booth. Now, I didn't care because I, I worked for them. So I was just going to yeah. go and help work the booth. But, you know, I saw some of the, you know, they were charging a couple thousand dollars for a booth and $90 a day just to get into the thing. And, no. and but the thing they did poorly was one, it was too expensive, too big. Um, and so, and but the, what they also did was in the back of the hall, they had all these guys, former players come in and sign autographs. Well, what happened was they were selling tickets for 90 bucks to people, but those people walked right past all the fantasy booths, got their autographs, ran right back out and sold them on eBay to make their 90 bucks plus back. And they never really stopped at our booths. And so, you know, I saw there what not to do. And so, um, so 2019 or 2018, I put together the King's Classic drafts, which is kind of the best of the best was coming to Canton, Ohio. And we drafted in the Pro Football Hall of Fame and how, you know, ESPNs and the CBS Sports and all the people that, you know, the big boys that you know and love. Um, and so I wanted to have this best of best draft. So that happened in 2018. And then 2019, a bunch of people went to the Tony Romo Fantasy Sports Convention down in Dallas, and they kind of complained a lot about the same things that happened in 2011, it was too big, it was too expensive, and there was a bunch of people just signing autographs, and that's all they cared about. And 
Yeah, know your audience. Yeah. And so a lot of people at that point on Twitter said, you know, we need a fantasy football expo for us. Us people, you know, the people that have full-time jobs and but have this passion and this, you know, the guys in $50 leagues. Yeah, right. (laughs) And so I said, Well, you know, I I have the Pro Football Hall of Fame right here, and we already do this King's Classic on the week after Hall of Fame. Why don't we just add an expo to it the next day and see what happens? And so I did that, and you know, we had like 30 booths sold, and we had but like only 75 people showed up and it was, you know, it was nice. It was okay, you know, but, um, and so I thought, okay, well, maybe we'll try to make it bigger in 2020. And of course life went to shit. And, um, so that didn't happen. And then 2021, I think was just the perfect storm. Everybody was, you know, by August of 2021, the vaccine vaccinations were pretty much out. Everybody was, you know, vaccinated and all the blah, blah, blah. And so I said, well, why don't we open this back up and see what we can do this year, um, with the expo. And 500 people showed up <laughs> and last year, 750 people showed up and this year we think a thousand people are going to show up. So it just kind of clicked because I made boost like 375 bucks and it's only $20 to get into the thing for the day. And, you know, whole weekend package with, you know, parties and the drafts and uh, um, a ticket to the hall of fame is like 75 bucks for the whole weekend. So I was like, you know, nice. and, I can, and I can make a little money and make it worth my time, but I wasn't killing anybody to have to do that. And like I said, the amazing thing was 80% of the people that showed up to the expo are from out of state. Yeah. In fact, yeah. I mean, people from overseas. I we appreciate it so much. Like as a young up and coming sports, and that's exactly what it was about was helping folks like you guys. And you know, I was there. I mean, I was the young up and coming guy. I was young. Um, That's awesome. And so you know, and I still want to make it that way. And the great thing is that the bigger companies have come along. I mean, last two years, NBC Sports has been the title sponsor. You know, Fantasy Life is bringing ten people. Uh, Walter Picks is bringing 18 people. So the sites are really oh, nice. into it. They come in and they really enjoy being a part of it and meeting new fans and making new contacts. And and so that's what I wanted it to be about. It's basically a fantasy football convention or reunion every year. And oh, by the way, we're going to have some fun stuff and, you know, play some flag football and cornhole and drink and yeah, smoke hey, cigars yeah. or whatever. Uh, <laughs> so we can do that. Hey, Bob, get into a little bit what can we expect? So we're going to, so we get there Friday. What's our weekend going to be like? What all? So, are yeah, so we always start Friday off that evening with a party right downtown Centennial Plaza. Um, just like we have in the last couple of years, we're going to have the cornhole tournament again this year. I retired as the champion from last year. So you all have a shot now. Uh, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, so we just, it's just a, a fun hangout. We do the cornhole you know, we'll have some uh, things, you know, we are, you know, so everybody who buys a weekend pass, the so the VIP weekend pass gets an entry into, and this is donated by the FFPC, they donate, and they did this last year, a $2,000 entry into their million dollar championship. The big boy. Yeah. A ticket so, to the big boy. Yeah. So if you come and you bought the weekend pass, you're put into the drawing. We draw 10 people. We put up a hundred yard rush right on the big screen and it runs out. And last year, Britt Flynn from fantasy alarm won, And so she got to be in the million dollar thing. I don't know how she did it at the table. Yeah. Yeah. So that we do that Friday. 
like I said, Saturday is the draft day, you know, draft night out does a great job. Um, so if you just want to come and draft for fun, you know, it's like 30 bucks and you draft in a room with, you know, there's like 12 leagues going on at the same time. They, you know, raffle off you know, jer- autographed jerseys and all this kinds is going to be the best stuff. weekend of all time. Yeah, it is. I mean, <laughs> I'm biased, but you know, I've heard people <laughs> tell me that I literally had a guy said, this is the greatest weekend he had in his life. And I go, I wanted to say you've had a sad life, but I was very proud of him. <laughs> um, I said, your wife's not around. Sure, you've never been you? to Tijuana? <laughs> like your wife's not standing close enough to hear that. I mean, <laughs> yeah, children or anything. No. <laughs> She's back at home. That's why this is so That's great. Right. That's why it's the greatest so, weekend of his life. Right. All right. Um, so, we're on, we're, so now we're at Saturday. What's Saturday night? Saturday. So like I said, from five to seven is the flag football tournament. Um, Ooh, Des Bryant. So that, and Des Bryant's going to put a team together uh, right now. He's on my team, but we had a talk and um, I don't know if this is true or not. I said to him, I go, okay, I got, you know, me, which, you know, I'm going to be the coach. I'm not playing. I said, but I got my best friend who is a high school, all high school quarterback. I said, he's more than happy to throw you the football, you know? And I said, I've got my uh, son-in-law. He's like, you know, 28 years old, very, very active, very fit. I said, and then we'll get, I said, we'll get some other people, but you know, if you want to bring Tony Romo or somebody with you, that's fine. He yeah, could if compete you want to bring in a ringer. You want he, to bring in a ringer? That's okay. He could compete for the job. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, then he said, well, actually, I was thinking about bringing some other former players like T.O. and Chad Ochocinco. And I went, okay, oh, we'll do that. I'll if, if, if 85 is there, I'm not going to do anything else except follow yeah. him around. Like, can uh, I drive you to McDonald's? I can true, I drive you to McDonald's? He, was, he seemed pretty serious about it. He's I can like, still spin it, Bob. I, I, I can still right. spin it. I don't know that they have. I don't know. I don't know if they have the speed to run the flag route with my ball. But well, it's only we only play thirty-five yards, so it's kind of a modified oh, like football. Okay. A lot of post um, routes. We kind of play it like a um, like a college overtime. So okay. each team starts yep. at the thirty-five. You got four plays to either score a touchdown or get as many yards, and then the other team takes over. And and it were and, and it went well last year. In fact, it went almost too fast because everybody thought that on the first play they should throw it deep, yeah. and they got intercepted. Yeah. And the next team went for one yard and won. Good thinking. <laughs> so that that went well. Um, but anyway, so that's that. And then Saturday night party uh, will be in the end zone at Tom Benson Stadium, which we had it last year. Um, we can go out on the field, throw some footballs around, and Des will be there. So if you want, there you go. You can throw Chris. You can throw your some passes to Des. Um, We'll and then that's that. pretty Kicks much Saturday goals. night. Huh? Is SGPN sponsoring that one? Yes. Yeah. Sean and Ryan. Uh, uh, no, I'm sorry. They're they're sponsoring these uh, Friday night party. Friday night party. Party. Who's got the Saturday night party, Bob? Saturday night party is a new company called Fantasy Football Advice Forum. So oh, new guy. Uh, yeah. So you know he uh, he owns his own car dealership. So that's where he has the money to. Ah, uh, yeah. Hell yeah. So. He's trying to make an impact, so that's a good way to do it. We'll so be there. we're happy to have them on as well. Um, and then Sunday, the Expos all day. Uh, Sirius XM will be uh, – Fantasy Sports Radio will be broadcasting live like they did last year. Um, we will have four panel discussions going on at the same time like we did last year. Every topic you can think of from Love you it. know redraft leagues and you know dynasties all the way down to devi sports betting prop bets you name it so if you guys want to be on the prop bet panels yes. or any of that stuff certainly there let me know does. look at them solving yeah. the mystery of what happened to yards gained after close a great predictive metric that just vanished from the earth 
there you go. You can come and talk about it. Um, so uh, we'll be doing that. Um, we, there's 50 booths uh, again this year. Um, we got one of them with fantasy. I mean, fantasy sports corp will all be together. We yep. got a nice booth there. Didn't we? Yeah. I think your number is my number. Here it is. Number one. You guys yeah. are number like uh, pretty close to the front. I remember. That's what we want. We want to be right by the door. Getting the fresh fish as they come in here. Have a oh yeah, you're number twelve. You're one of the VIPs. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. very important. Podcast. So you're in between. You're like around trophy smack and football guys. So you're gonna have a lot of a lot of people walking by. Nice. Um, so yeah, I mean the food and drink available to purchase all day. Like I said, all, all kinds of topics going on. Des will be talking about his new um, fantasy football game that he's a part of. Nice. I mean, we have the women in fantasy. Um, uh, panel that we'll be uh, talking. Um, Nikki will be there. I don't know if you know who Lisa Ann is, but she'll be there. Nice. No, is she a fantasy football? She is now. Oh. She is now. No, not familiar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe she was on a soap opera or something. Yeah. <laughs> so. I told her. I told my wife, I said that there was no hotel rooms left, so she was going to have to stay at our house for the weekend. Yeah. Hey, you do what you can, right? You're a good Christian man. I mean, right. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) That's what you got to do. I'm I'm so excited. Would you recommend we do the Hall of Fame early when we get there or at the end of the weekend? So I would say (laughs) it depends when you get in. Are you going to get in Thursday night? Thursday night. Thursday night. Well, then, yeah. So the best thing to do would probably go Friday morning and get it done, you know, Friday early um, because we don't have anything till six o'clock Friday night. So go then. Most people will go Saturday during the day uh, because they're not in a King's Classic or one of the drafts, Um, but it'll be super busy because everybody goes then. So if you go Friday, you kind of beat the rush and kind of enjoy your time. But uh, that's me. I'm a beat the rush guy. I'm a leave in the eighth inning guy. Get there first. <laughs> Nobody in line in front of me. Well, this is awesome. I'm excited. I get I can like I could possibly sit there with a coffee and talk to Matt Harmon about wide receivers for an hour. There you go. Reception perception, this, right? This is gonna be phenomenal. It's gonna be phenomenal stuff. Coach, ten and two. Eyes on the road. <laughs> yes, I, I'm sorry. I was sitting there in a ball game. I walked out, it was like 78 degrees, and then people start running to the parking lot. And tell me there's a tornado coming, so I had to read okay. Oh, that's life in the panhandle state. That, that's exactly right. That. So I'm moving up the street. They're going to rain out the game. I got reservations at Chili's, which you guys can all appreciate. And that's where I'm headed, to the Chili's parking lot. <laughs> so the hurricane can just blow through there. Tornado. I have never seen a Chili's get taken out. I think you're safe. No. Let's, yeah. no, let's talk some uh, some fantasy football, Bob. <laughs> What's that. your favorite format to play, and and what are your favorite platforms? By format, you mean like PPR like versus PPR, or auction versus flex. snake? Yeah, super flex PPR okay. eighteen leagues. Right. So my favorite type of is always auction. It should only be auction, but that's what everybody who's done auction says. Oh. So much fun. So good. Uh, unless you stink at it, but you can't yeah. stink at it if you don't keep playing it. Uh, so you got to, you got to get, you got to do it and you got to, it's really fun. I, I, I can't say any more about it. Now, the problem is it takes you five hours to get through a freaking draft, but yeah. 
<coughs> still fun. Um, format wise, I think they all, you know, I mean, since I've been playing for so long and so many different leagues, you know, I'm, I'm like most people, you know, 20, 30 leagues a year. And it's just like, I don't think that's most people. No, isn't that most people? Oh, I told my wife. <laughs> 20 or 30 leagues a year. Yeah. Well, you know, we, we get invited. You get invited to them all. Like, hey, Bob, will you be in my trap? Because, you know, you're, you're you know, Bob. somebody everybody knows and you're a celebrity. And I'm like, I don't think I'm a celebrity, but they do. And they're like, be in my draft and be in my charity draft. And will you be in my charity draft? And next thing you know. To say no? Oh, uh, yeah, I can't do that. <laughs> well, um, how much cash you know, do you have? I don't want to not support the people trying to raise money for charity, right? I mean, I got to be. Exactly. You know? Again, this goes guy. back to the, this goes back to taking Lisa Ann into your home. Right, exactly. It's the right thing to do. It's the right thing to do. Um, <laughs> so anyway, um, so uh, I played in so many different ones. They're they're all, you know, I mean, I'm so used to just your straightforward PPR, you know, one quarterback, two running backs, three receivers, one flex, kicker, tight end, you know, all that kind of stuff, that those just are like almost like I'm on cruise control. So like the King's Classic is that, but we have three flex. And no kicker like in defense. That. And so, you know, now you get into some deep stuff and getting to some deep players. Um, I love, you know, I, I've gotten the like, started to like Dynasty. I never was much for into Dynasty, but I kind of like Dynasty because I'm the other guy. I'm the guy that everybody hates who trades all of his draft picks away so that he has veteran. <laughs> and then, you know, is always in the playoffs every year because screw Dynasty. <laughs> I don't want yeah. You know what a dynasty is? Being in the playoffs every year. And I don't need to do that by drafting, yeah. you know, the top players every year because most of them don't work out that well. I'm supposed to hold on to my 20. Yeah. Just keep mortgaging okay. the future. It doesn't matter. That's it. Yeah. So when a guy gets in about his second or third year and he looks like, you know, he's got some consistency basis to him, then I'll be like, hey, I'll trade you my, like, you know, third round pick for that guy. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm sure he's okay. He's average. And then that two years later, that guy's a star. And I'm like, okay, that's good. Um, so the, I don't have to go to the rookie drafts. It's fun. I, it doesn't matter. <laughs> they answer the question. Eric there. Oh, Eric, yeah, yeah. Eric, Eric, Eric is frozen in time. <laughs> Eric, come Eric, back. Eric, Eric comes back to, uh, the porn sites and all of a sudden now you can't, you know, his computer's locked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He did a little too much independent research and now he's frozen. Yeah. Up. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Gosh. Let's um I don't want to jump into something if he's gonna jump right back in. Uh, I think our, our home oh, base is lost. lost everybody. They'll be back. on the dark side we of the can watch right coach now. coach uh, turn your phone so we can see where the hurricane's coming or the tornado's coming from. Right. Yeah, let's get <laughs> let's get a look at the environs. Yeah. He'll be like one of those like um weather um the weather guys, you know, like I'm, I'm standing okay. here in a seven hundred at a forty five degree angle against the wind. Yeah, right. Right. While some dude's naked jogging behind him in the rain. <laughs> That's yeah, what I see that Only in America. Yeah, only in America. <laughs> I love it. No, I, thought, I, I thought we were going to get lucky here and uh, it was going to bypass, but it looks like it's headed straight towards us. I moved here and it looks even worse. So. Oh, gosh. Anyhow. <laughs> Are they, they it is what it is. At, this, at this point, I'm committed to the triple dipper. There you go. So, uh, yeah. It's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, you know well, they are coming up with a remake for 
the uh, the Helen Hunt classic Twister, and I think you're in the eye of that right. Hey, now. they're they're filming that <laughs> in Oklahoma right now. Seriously, yeah. Uh, I talked cool. to a buddy of mine yesterday that was working on that. It's actually happening right here in in town, or not in in Oklahoma, but. Hmm. You got to get on those extra call sheets. You can be standing in the background. I know. I got to be an extra so I can stand around there and watch watch that go on. Yeah, that'd be good. Hey, there's coach in the background. <laughs> but um, <laughs> eat an ice cream. Hey, uh, get a so catapult and throw the cows. <laughs> you know, like the, like Monty Python. Yeah, yeah. I love you it. You said the fantasy deal. Um, what on your formats? Some of the ones you play in. Uh, you, you talked about the dynasty a little bit. What's your, what's your favorite as far as just regular? I mean, are you, are you pro kicker or add, adding an extra flex or what do you I mean? If we're, yeah, we're I mean, your honestly, I think we can do without kickers and defense, but I'm okay if we play them. Um, you know, you'll notice that I've never done a consistency model on either one of them <laughs> Yeah, um, because there probably isn't any, um, or at least I doubt there is. Um, you know, I guess as long as it doesn't get too weird, like some of these like uh, eliminators that they did last year, there was some kind of crap with the quarterbacks and like, I don't know, there was something about if you threw incompletions, it deducted points and like quarterbacks were like getting like a good quarterback was like scoring 10 points a week. And I'm like, what? Um, but then they had wide receivers that were getting, you know, uh points per catches points per targets point i'm like oh my gosh you know it's like that's me down. i mean i think it can get a little too complex and it gets yeah. to be where you're like you can't figure out any kind of strategy yeah um, but right you know like, that's kind of the cool thing is fantasy football really was a jackpot from the nfl standpoint because it made all comers even you know you're your nerds that weren't in the football are now in it. And and it was, I think that was the genius in what has made the NFL so successful is the fact that the, the fantasy football is such a big, big draw to all parties, not just your, your regular fan, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's included people that, that never would have been a fan before just simply because of the, I don't want to say the gambling aspect, but the, the game within the game. Mm-hmm. Which you know, even though they've quote, you know, accepted it and they have obviously stuff on their website and that I was always shocked that the NFL with all the money they have and the ability to put on massive events like these, you know, NFL drafts in various cities, why they wouldn't do their own fantasy football expo. Right. I mean, I agree. Think they I, could- and that was kind of where my question was leading is <laughs> it, it shocked me that there's not more of these around the United, you know, around the United States because, mm-hmm. Fantasy football is a, is a gazillion dollar industry across the board. Right. It just surprises me that that there's not more of that that goes on. So. Yeah. I mean, I've always said that I'm very blessed that I put this stuff together basically just for us people, you know, like I said, and I say us by, you know, non big sites. But really what helped drive this thing was the big sites all thought it was a cool idea and accepted it. So the Andy Barons from Yahoo and Dave Richards from CBS Sports, Mike Clay from ESPN, all are as excited as we are to come in for this thing, to be a part of it, to share, you know, to to mingle with us little people. Um, but they also have zero, you know, they have no egos. I mean, 
And that's the other cool thing is like you walk up and talk to one of those guys um, and you can chat and they, they don't get defensive. They don't give you the, you know, who do you, you know, do you know who I am? I'm the smart, you know, I'm the smartest guy around kind of thing. They never do that. And I think that's helped really make this easier for me from a promoting standpoint, because you don't have that, you know, people always complain about, well, on Twitter, there's these trolls and this and that. And I said, you won't see that at the expo. It's everybody gets along. Everybody shares their ideas. And yeah, they're going to have discussions about whether you like this guy or that guy, you know, more or less uh, from a player perspective, but that's your opinion. And, you know, we move on and we chink our glasses and, <laughs> you know, that's we awesome. agree to disagree. That's Fantasy awesome. football that's community awesome. is full of good people. Yeah, it really is. I mean, there's some trolls out there on Twitter, but they're not part of the community. They're just trolls. Yeah. Right. That's well, showbiz, some- baby. Well, thanks for your time, Bob. I appreciate you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Are you heading into Chili's? Oh, well, I mean, I was going to. Uh, He's going to until the hurricane turns him. I've wasted enough of Bob's time tonight, and I can't wait for the expo. <laughs> not wasting well, my time, man. Let's uh. <laughs> Let's talk I some nuts. And, yep, thanks, Coach. Some nuts and bolts fantasy football stuff. Running backs had a down year last year. Justin Jefferson's the consensus number one pick. Wide receiver seems to be okay. the move in the first round. I'm, I'm, I've been a running back, running back guy since forever. It's worked yeah. for me. It did not work for me last year. I don't know if I can switch though. Do we? Is it time to start? Taking wide receivers first. It really is. Um, and I've been there with you. Um, you know, last year, the interesting thing is all those leagues I was in, my most successful leagues, you know, ones that I did really well, whether it's playoffs or winning a championship, was because I picked near the end of the first round and I went double wide receiver just because, you know, a lot of the running backs were gone, right? You know, so I was taking a, a Jamar Chase or a, you know, Justin Jefferson or, you know, AJ Brown, Stefan Diggs, Tyreek, those kind of guys. And so I'm like, well, I'll take these two and then I'll just get some other running backs later. And, and those are the leagues that I kicked ass in. And the ones that I was in the early rounds, early part of first round where I was drafting, you know, people like, uh, you know, Jonathan Taylor, of course, number one last year certainly was a buzz kill and, and McCaffrey didn't turn out bad, but, Najee Harris didn't have a great year. You know, just just so many people let us down. Um, And now this year, every draft I've been in, best ball, regular, whatever, I was in an FSGA draft uh, at the conference here a couple weeks ago. And, you know, he went, you know, Jefferson, Chase, you know, know, Tyree, Cooper Cup, A.J. Brown, C.D. Lamb, Ty, you know, Diggs, uh, Amon, Ron, St. Brown, all those guys are going in the first and early second round. And you can pass on them. Um, in fact, I was just doing a best ball, at one of the, the, you know, whatever that underdog best balls. And I had like the fourth pick and I decided to go. Um, um, there you go. Not Eckler. Najee Harris and no. No, I did take AJ Brown, but I, but I had like Najee Harris and Saquon Barkley in round two and three, which sounds like, oh my gosh, how do you get them that late? But that's where they're going. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the amazing part was um, 
you know, now I'm looking at my team that I'm going to continue to draft and I'm looking at the wide receiver selections and it's garbage. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, but there's all these great running backs still available. And it was funny because in the FSGA draft that I did, and I was the seventh pick in 14, um, I went AJ Brown, Debo Samuels and Calvin Ridley with my first three picks and still in round four and five drafted Aaron Jones and Alexander Madison. Wow. Now that's a team I like. <laughs> that's the move. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I just, you know, it's like, you know, Saquon and Najee Harris are two good running backs to have. And I've got AJ Brown, but now I'm looking at my second run, my, like my second receiver. And I wasn't, I didn't feel good about it. In fact, I washed my hands after I made the pick was I had to take DJ Moore as my number two Oof. receiver. Oof. And I'm like, I didn't really feel good about that at all. But he was the best available guy that was sitting there. I mean, everybody else is kind of a crapshoot. Like, you can't take a chance on Mike Evans this year. No, I mean, not, no. he could in the past, you know, but I'm looking at him like, I can't draft you. It's your wide receiver. So I'm going to take DJ Moore over you just because your quarterback sucks more than Fields. <laughs> so you said. <laughs> Sorry. That's my guy. No, I go ahead. Sorry. You said you disagree with Jefferson being the one Oh one. Who is the number one pick this year in your mind? It is the other wide receiver, Jamar chase. And here's why Um, Jamar chase last year, obviously missed five games, but in the 12 games that he played and some of them was after he had his injury and missed some games in the middle of the season, he was a perfect 100% consistent 12 for 12. Um, Justin Jefferson was only 76% consistent, which actually ranked him 12th. And if you had him in any championship game and you watched him score two and a half points while your team took a dump, that's why that's I tough. keep drafting number one overall. That's the, that's the kind of thing that'll, that'll hang with you through the off season. Right. <laughs> but he also missed three other games that he was under 11 points. And yeah. for someone to be number one overall, they have to be, in my opinion, they have to be at least 90% consistent or have the ability thereof. And Justin Jefferson could do that, but now they have KJ Osborne and rookie Jordan Addison as the, their two and three. Yeah. Um, Jamar Chase has T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd still. Um, you, so I feel like teams are going to be covering Jefferson like a blanket and yeah, they'll still target the shit out of him. But on the other hand, yeah, you know, you saw what Jair Alexander did to him in Green Bay in that Week 17 game, and I guarantee you, teams are watching that tape over and over, and they're figuring out how to do that. And so, unless he, you know, he's got to come out and prove that that was a fluke, and he can, he knows how to beat that situation. But boy, that that scared me. And you never, you rarely see Chase get shut down. Yeah completely like that because he's got so, too many weapons around him that they can't do that so you've got these consistency guides you're you're the guy to ask who are the most consistent wide receivers that i should be looking at in the first couple rounds if i'm going to make this change well there was a bunch of them over 80 percent consistent and that's what you're looking for 75 percent is still pretty good or higher but these are the ones that were over 80 percent last year amon rara st brown C.D. Lamb, Stefan Diggs, A.J. Brown, Cooper Cup, Tyreek Hill. Okay, not Jefferson, but he should be 80%. And Devontae Adams was also 76%, uh, all of them. And then the one that was another one that was 90% consistent, but then got hurt was Keenan Allen. Everybody kind of forgets about him. Uh, yeah, he's old, 
but Justin Herbert loves him. And if he can stay out there and stay healthy, he is one of those guys. He's not gonna he's not gonna be top 10 in scoring, but it'll be top 15 and it'll be top 12 probably in consistency. And a couple random weeks, a couple yeah. random weeks, he's gonna catch 14 balls. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> so, but every week he'll catch six for 60, and that's what you're looking for. Yeah, that's your consistency. And if you get him as your wide receiver three, which you should, um, I mean, I have him ranked in 16th, but he'll probably be more of the 25, 28 range when people actually draft him because he's old, which he is. Yeah. Let's let's talk about some wide receiver ADPs. I pulled these from Fantasy Pros yesterday. Stefan Diggs is going 11th overall wide receiver 5. 12, 13, and 14 are Lamb, Adams, and A.J. Brown with whatever's going on out there where he's leaving practice and he's mad at the coordinator or mad they didn't go get Hopkins after he restructured, mm. whatever the problem is. I think I like... Those other three, Lamb, Adams, and A.J. Brown, I think I like all of them better than Stefan Diggs right now. As much as I love Devontae Adams, I'm really worried about the quarterback situation for the Raiders. I know Garoppolo is supposed to be healthy, but, man, you have a bad foot like that. He takes – yeah, it scares me a little bit. Um, I feel like Derek Carr is a much better quarterback than Garoppolo, but I definitely love uh, C.D. Lamb, A.J. Brown, You know those kind of guys – yeah, I'll probably pass on Diggs. I've always been a fan of Diggs. Loved his consistency. I mean, he was fourth last year in total points and had 88%. He's definitely Josh Allen's favorite wide receiver, but when he's disgruntled and we saw this happen in Minnesota, yep. he doesn't, you know, he starts taking plays off and not being 100% and, you know, because he wants out. So I'm kind of with you. I'm a little bit edgy about taking him in the first round. Um, you know, if he slides at the end of the second, he's my wide receiver too. Now I feel a little bit differently. Can I interject for a second? Oh, absolutely. How much, um, how much stock do you put into defensive versus offensive head coach? Because what you see routinely now is that offensive head coaches, which is the majority are really rising to the top. And it seems like it's almost an arms race in terms of brain power to scheme. Mm -hmm. And you see the, the, the final or the conference championships are always typically your offensive gurus. And a lot of the talking heads are talking about specifically with Stefan Diggs and the bills and disgruntled. And it seems like it's a little bit of a dumpster fire with their defensive coordinator saying, I'm taking a year off, which nobody ever does. Um, <laughs> you know, their offensive coordinator goes to giants. He's killing it theoretically. Um, mm -hmm. All of this kind of paints this narrative that, if you have a defensive-minded head coach, which as a Bears fan, I have one as well, you're kind of doom and gloom. Uh, do, you, do you buy into that? And should that go into your consideration for a toss-up with uh, a wide receiver or running back that has offensive versus defensive-minded head coach? I mean, it's certainly a, a, a part of the of the calculation or part of the of the mindset. And I have, you know, I have to agree with that. You know, we saw, like you said, in Chicago where you know, they really didn't let them open up for a couple of years. You know, Matt Nagy was always holding back Montgomery for a while. You know, he wasn't getting his due and then got his due. And so, yeah, you know, obviously Bilicek and New England's never going to throw the ball much. Um, it's going to be a running game, a defensive game. So, yeah, I think I think that all certainly comes into play, um, you know, 
when the teams gather, have a defensive minded versus an offensive minded for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it moves the needle a little bit and I think it's, it's a trend that I've seen as just a spectator. Obviously you're the expert. I'm just curious if, if you have any hard stats behind it, but that pool of defensive coaches is shrinking and it seems like mm-hmm. they're getting lost in the wake as you've got guys that can go in first two, three years and start scheming, scheming, scheming. They get guys mm-hmm. open and it's, it's just a boat race at this point. So yeah, yeah appreciate I totally agree. Part. I mean, totally 100% in agreement with your thought process. I mean, there's no question that, that's what you're seeing out there. Um, and, you know, the other kind of interesting thing is when you do see a team that has an offensive-minded uh, head coach, that means their defense usually is, again, second, the second, you know, child <laughs> to be concerned about. And usually those defenses aren't very strong, which means the offense has to perform even higher to keep up with the bad defense. So that always kind of seems to come into play as well. Um, so teams like the Patriots and you know, those kind of teams um, don't give up a lot of points, so they don't have to score a lot of points. Hence, fantasy-wise, not as much as a fan, but you get the Rams or you get the Chiefs and the Bills and the Eagles. Um, you know, they're scoring a lot of points, so so is the other team, and it just becomes a shootout, and that's exactly what us fantasy fans want. Yeah, it's just funny, too. If you do the rundown, it's Patriots, Steelers, Seahawks. It's like, oh, everybody that was yeah. good seven years ago. Right. Right, when defense won championships, but not anymore. Yeah. 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 Chris Olave is going 32nd overall as his average draft position. Wide receiver 14. I, I feel really good about Chris Olave this year. Maybe it's because I traded for him in the Dynasty League last year, but he just looks the type to me. And playing on that turf, they have 13 dome games this year, the Saints yeah. do. I yeah, feel like and- he's, he's about to take that step. Well, interestingly enough, um, so in the consistency guy, there's an article called Rookies versus Consistency. And what the whole idea of the model is, is to show people that in a player's first year, even if they're drafting the first four rounds, the rarity of them having consistency over 60% is actually around 10%. So 90% of them fail in their first year of getting just 60% consistent. Not 80 or 90, 60. Um, now, wide receivers and running backs are about 13 to 15%. So they're obviously above the average, while quarterbacks and tight ends are absolutely worthless. Um, but Chris Olave last year, 73% in his rookie year. Um, so there's right there. And, and the interesting thing is, of all of the rookies, all the wide receivers that as a rookie were over 60% consistent, all of them maintain the consistency throughout their careers. We're off to the races, Bob. Alavi so, is one of those boys. So. so you can pretty much determine year one whether they're going to be consistent or not. Only, Interestingly enough, only at the wide receiver position do we see this happen. In fact, I'll go to your, uh, for those of you referencing your consistency guide, please turn to page nine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but so... Since 2010, when I started tracking this, over 13 years, there have been 474 players drafted in the first four rounds at those four positions. Um, 183 wide receivers and 19 of them were over uh, 60% in their rookie year. That's only 10%. So that's still 90% failure rate. However, 
when you look at the list, here's the list of those guys who have made it. There might be one or two that didn't, but very few. So Odo Beckham Jr., Michael Thomas, A.J. Green, Jamar Chase, Julio Jones, Chris Olave, Keenan Allen, D.K. Metcalf, Brandon Ayuk, Juju Smith-Schuster, Jalen Waddle, Justin Jefferson, Jarvis Landry, Cooper Cup, Mike Evans, Allen Robinson, Brandon Cooks, Debo Samuels. The only one that I feel like didn't make it was Kelvin Benjamin of all of those guys. Okay. Everybody else wow. had a pretty successful career after their rookie season. I mean, Juju has dropped off, but he has some banner years in Pittsburgh whenever A.J. Brown was yeah. there. Um, but the rest of those guys all have had outstanding careers or careers still in process. Wow. Where if you look at the running backs, you're looking at guys like Barkley and Elliott and Le'Veon Bell, but Eddie Lacy, Doug Martin, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, TJ Yeldon, Trent Richardson, uh, Giovanni Bernard are all in that list. (laughs) So not every running back explodes after they have that great rookie season. But there is Alvin Kamara's, Fournette, Swift, Najee Harris, you know, Jonathan Taylor's, Christian McCaffrey's. They're in there. They're certainly talented and and stud running backs in there, but not like you see at their wide receiver position for rookies. So I always tell people, you know, yes, the shiny, the shiny new toys are great to draft early. And you think, you know, and B. John Robinson could be the next Barkley, Elliott, Le'Veon Bell, who were 90% consistent in the rookie season. He certainly has that potential. Um, but it, it's still pretty rare. I lost a lot of games last year to get Bijan, Bob. He better be everything they say he is. <laughs> well, I, um, I tell you what, if, 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 if he could get points for the hype, I don't know if I've seen a player <laughs> hype only- like him in a long time. So Christian Watson is selfish. You go, John. I got mine written down. You brought up tight end, and and I kind of like the way you compile this, so I'm sold. I'm definitely going to buy. I'm going to be buying this. <laughs> the tight end position is one that I've spent so much time wondering, why the hell is this not a more effective position by more teams? In my, I think we talked about it probably two months ago, and I boiled it down to you've got guys that can scheme a tight end and you guys that, and you have coaches that cannot. From your perspective, as you're putting it together, where is there a correlation between consistency of the tight end position and anything else that, that you can really quantify? Tight ends are so tough. The worst. Um, and it's weird they're because the worst they're, a hybrid, they're a hybrid human. Um, they're a basketball player with plus 60 pounds. Yeah. You would think they could maneuver their way. And, just and that's be open the thing the is, you would think, but I think there's so many factors in that position because of these offensive minded coordinators and coaches that love to have three receivers on the field at the same time. So with three receivers, the tight end now becomes an afterthought, unless your name is Travis Kelsey or Mark Andrews. Um, And you'll see years where like, Oh, like, you know, Evan Ingram, you know, Oh, boom, Evan Ingram, you know, bust out. And all of a sudden, you know, Evan Ingram should be drafted highly. Mm, no Hawkinson last um, year he helped me out <laughs> yeah right um you know like like my favorite this year is Dallas Goddard because he was basically almost 90 percent consistent until he got hurt um 
but they really only had two receivers. They have, you know, obviously Andrew Brown, Devonta Smith. So Goddard becomes the third receiver. And I think that's where the tight end has to be good enough to be worthy of being the third receiver or the third option on that team. And that's just very rare to have. Um, George Kittle can, is that for San Francisco when he's healthy, that's a problem. Um, because they keep him in to block, he gets hurt, but he's such a good blocker. They can't afford not to. That's his problem. He's too good at blocking. He should mail it in a little bit. (laughs) Um, you know, so yeah, I mean, when you look at the consistency of the tight ends last year, (laughs) it's make sure you haven't eaten too, too soon before that. Um, it's, it's, it's really ugly. Um, let me find it. So, last so it seems like year, it's really situational. There's a stat you don't have memorized? Yeah. I, I, I In my head, I could do it, but I couldn't remember all the numbers. So, of course, Kelsey was 100% consistent. Uh, Goddard was 83% consistent. Wow. The next closest. Dan Bellinger. No. TJ Hawkinson at 65%. And yet, Hawkinson is going as the number two or number three tight end in, like, round five or six. That's great, but 65% consistency is not that outstanding. I, I mean, can get 55% get probably consistency out of the your fourth receiver. So why draft a tight end that high? You know, now I'm getting guarded around like six or seven, which is perfect. I mean, I'm just eating that up. Um, but Hawkinson's going in like round four. And I'm like, ah, I can't do it. I Kittle is only 60% consistent. Darren Waller was only 56 Ingram, as good as he was, fifth in total points, 53% consistent. That means almost half of his games, he was scoring less than eight points. Oh. Yeah. Non-existent. That's not good enough. And let's not even get started with Kyle Pitts. (laughs) No, let's not. That's my problem, Bob. I have Bijan Robinson because I have Kyle Pitts. (laughs) That's good. Trade Kyle Pitts. Oh, no, I have both. I know. Uh, Don't do it because I know – I don't know if he'll explode, but he'll probably have it. He has to have a better season. He has nowhere to go. Has but to. Has to. Derrick Henry's going 20th overall, running back eight. Is this the year? I mean, he's coming off 349 carries. Three out of the last four years, he's gone over 300 carries. But he, he's not human. He's one of those guys mm-hmm. that no, the he, regular boundaries of, of humanity don't apply to him. You're right. Um is he going to do it again this year? I don't know if he can be fourth again in total points. I think he's top 12. But, you know, like, again, if I pick three wide receivers and Derrick Henry's sitting in round four, yeah. yeah. But am I going to pick him in rounds one through three when I can get, you know, one, I don't, I can get a younger wide receiver and, you know, and there are just so many good running backs in rounds yeah. four, five, and six, like Aaron Jones and, you know, Tony Pollard, uh, Najee Harris, Kenneth Walker. Um, yeah, who else was I thinking of? Um, oh, Ramondre Stevenson, Miles A lot of Sanders, hype on him this year. Um, Khalil Herbert, Madison, Alexander Madison. I mean, Alexander Madison, when he's gotten over – 13 plus carries in a game when he was a, like a starter or got significant amount. He was like, he averaged like 15.6 fantasy points a game was like 80% consistent. Now he's the starters. Nobody's ever challenged him. And yet he's going in round five or six 
for a good Minnesota team that Dalvin Cook used to run wild on. Um, they're going to, you know, they've got Jefferson, so they can't, they're not going to stack the box against Madison. No, they can't. can't. Um, so, you know, I feel like that's a, you know, you you don't get too many bell cows nowadays in this world. So if you can get one like Madison in Minnesota or Aaron, I mean, Aaron Jones is still the bell cow in green Bay. I mean, AJ Dillon, I think they pretty much realized that he's got great quads, but that's about it. Yeah, he's a 12 carries, kill the clock guy. Right. Miles Sanders, you mentioned, he's going 52nd overall, RB21. I think that's the steal of the draft. Oh. I love Miles Sanders this year. He's going to yeah. be on Let every me, uh, team I can get him on. I hear you. Um, and I and, and if I didn't get Madison, that would be my next guy in line. So something I put in, in the uh, profile of the consistency guide, I said, let's take a look at him now this year based on last year's stats. I go last year, if he would just keep the rushing yards, which I think was around 1,200, he gets four more rushing touchdowns this year because Hertz won't be there to steal them all. Mm -hmm. And he adds 30 catches because they never checked the ball down. He would have 272 fantasy points and be seventh overall. And he's going, what? Why? So I get 21. He's 52nd overall RB 21. So I can hammer wide receivers and then yep. I can grab Aaron Jones and Miles Sanders in rounds Miles four Sanders, Madison, okay. any of those guys. Yeah. And I think, I think we just won our league. Good deal. <laughs> it's a good deal. Christian Watson's going 61st overall. Wow. Oh no. Poor Eric froze again. <laughs> <laughs> that Wisconsin internet. Well, do you care to comment about well, it? Well, Wisconsin internet, and he was talking about a Packer, which probably <laughs> probably caused an overall. Oh, oh he's back. Yeah. He blew up all the servers in Wisconsin because <laughs> uh, he talked about Christian Watson. Well, they were. it's it's a shock to the system. Usually these Packers wide receivers go fifth overall, not fifth. Yeah, well, anymore. What does your consistency guide say about him? He had an interesting season last year. He dropped that mm. ball and was in the doghouse for a while. And then he was the greatest wide receiver on the planet for like three weeks. Yeah, no. And that's exactly what I say in the profile. I said weeks 10 to 18, Watson had a consistency rating of 75%. Now he goes in, but now he goes into the year with Jordan Love as his quarterback. Uh, he'll probably certainly be the number one wide receiver for that team. There's really nobody else uh, outside of Romeo Dobbs there to, you know, compete with him. Um, I mean, based on the 80, you know, again, it's one of those like wide receiver. What do you say? I, I've got 27 as the ADP. Is that pretty close to what you said? Um, Yeah. So, you know, he's sitting at wide receiver three. And when I look at kind of like my tier draft list that I have, that's also in the book. Um, and I'm looking for my copy and I don't have it laying here. Tears. Um, you gotta have tears. Yeah, you gotta have tears. But you know, in that area, it are the people like um, you know, Keenan Allen, who you can get at 90%. And I, I just I don't depends know. Depends what you're I'll, shopping for at that point in the draft, I guess. Yeah. Um, I just don't know if I'm gonna be I guess it just depends on again what I'm looking at and what I'm choosing between at that point um because like i said in that area you've got mike williams um you know metcalf drake london um, oh, i like metcalf too this year yeah you know jerry judy's 24th um 
it's, uh, you know, Cortland Sutton's in there, Deontay Johnson, Jahan Dotson, Ayuk, you know, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, which again, I guess, you know, I just you get can't. him as your wide receiver three. It's not terrible, but they still have Baker Mayfield, which just sends chills down my spine. So I don't think I'll be drafting any of them as much as I love them in the past. Mm. So that's the thing. I, I think it just depends on what my other choices are. Now, if Watson falls and I can get him as my wide receiver four, I think I feel more comfortable about that. Um, because Speaking he's definitely of- the number one guy there. It's just a question of how much are they going to throw the ball? And, yeah. you know, if especially if the running game is working and they've got a solid defense and win the game. So speaking of Watson's, you're right there in Ohio. You're close mm. to the situation. You're plugged in. Deshaun Watson's going 73rd overall, the ninth quarterback off the board. This may actually be the steal of the draft if he's old Deshaun Watson. Is is that's some of the hype that's coming out? Do you think he's he's gonna be back this year? With a full off well, season, I think just like uh, off season. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess it's one of those he can't do any worse. Um, <laughs> if he does, then everybody in that management will get fired uh, from the coach on down. As a lifetime Browns fan, I hate to get excited about anything because it just it's just a letdown. On paper, yes, this team should be very good. I mean, they've got Amari Cooper, Elijah Moore, um, and Donovan Peoples-Jones, who had a very good year last year. Good good tight end in Njoku. Of course, they got a great offensive line, great running game in Nick Chubb. Um, they've improved their defense. They now have Jim Schwartz as their defensive coordinator, you know, which I think can get them fired up. Um, they grabbed Zadarius Smith um, to be on the other side of the line from Miles Garrett. So, you know, Joe Burrow is going to be running for his life, hopefully. Um, you know, if their defensive backfield can do anything, this team should be very good. But that's where it stops. <laughs> we all go, OK, we hope and pray. And, you know, this is why, you know, I'm an alcoholic because I have to watch Brown games. <laughs> it all comes together okay. now. I got it. Yeah. We're over an hour. I got a couple hour. more. I got a couple more running backs to throw at you. Then okay. I'm gonna leave you alone. I could do this all day. Uh, um, yeah, I can do. Antonio Gibson, hundred and fourth RB thirty six, left for dead. Completely, basically undrafted. Are they going to use him as a receiving back like they did McKissick? Because if they do that, he'll be worth drafting. That's what I'm hearing um, from all the sources on SiriusXM radios and. You know, that's been the talk is that they want to use Gibson in that role. Uh, let Brian Robertson, you know, Brian Robinson be the power back and which he is uh, and let Gibson be that guy. And if they do that, I mean, again, they pretty much have a rookie quarterback. I mean, it's the second year, but he didn't play much. I, I, I have to believe that he's got potential. He's definitely one of those, you know, running back three, running back fours. Um, I don't forget what it is. His ADP was pretty far out. so. At least right now it is. Um, so, yeah, I think he's a good backup to have, um, especially in a full PPR league. I, I would, yeah, I would draft him late. If you want to sound smart in front of your buddies, you say, he's more suited for best ball, I think. Like, oh, that guy knows his stuff. Yeah. And then after, after the Patriots defense, after Alec Pierce and Chuba Hubbard, after Chase Claypool, but just before Ryan Tannehill, Gus Edwards. 202nd overall. 
RB 63. Nobody's drafting him. I still believe in Gus Edwards a little bit. He's just, he's like Khalil Herbert. I watch him run and I say, that's a good running back. You and do I just have a lot of weed, don't you? All right. Um, <laughs> so Gus Edwards, uh, <laughs> Here's the thing. If you're going to draft J.K. Dobbins, then you have to draft Gus Edwards. If you don't draft J.K. Dobbins, then don't draft Gus Edwards. <laughs> uh, that makes sense. Yeah, Dobbins, he played eight games last year, none the year before. So yeah. that's right. Real crap. Well, I'm just going to stay away. I invested heavily in Ravens last year and paid yeah. the price. <laughs> yeah. So. All right. Before we get out of here, uh, any last thoughts about the expo? Any pitch we didn't get to? <laughs> I mean, come, come to the expo. Yeah, it's just, gonna be a blast. Here's the two things I always say. Number one, have you ever been to the Pro Football Hall of Fame? If that question is no, the next question is, do you play fantasy football? If that answer is yes, then you should be coming to the expo because now you can do both at the same time. So grab all your friends. And ladies, you can, you know, you're certainly welcome to come more and more, yes. you know, females are coming. This is not a male only thing. Um, it's, you know, it's definitely a very diverse crowd. Um, and by diverse, I mean, every, every type, you know, so don't think, well, I'm this, I'm that. No, there's no, there is no race. There is no sex. There is, it's all fantasy football, folks. If you can talk fantasy football, I don't care if you're green and you're six foot five. Just come and you'll enjoy yourself. It's a great time. Um, and and bring friends. I mean, make a weekend out of it. Look, yeah, you know, we've got things. There's things, there's two parties, there's drafts, um, there's all kinds of fun things to do. Um, in in bring your wives. There's a really nice vineyard called Gervasi that's right down the road from where the expo's being held. You can spend the day there. They have spas, oh um, wine places, um, the distillery. It, it's like going into it's amazing. It's in the middle of this. Like, you know, uh, suburban USA, you know, um, houses all around it. And you drive into this thing and it's like you're driving into Tuscany. It's it's amazing. It's beautiful. My wife loves the place. Um, so bring your spouse, your significant other, drop them off, you know, have them take the car, drop you off at the expo and they can spend the day there. And I guarantee you they'll love it. Um, Angela's and, sold. You know, She's into all that shit. I'm all things alcohol. I mean, wine and yeah. Oh, you'll love it. You definitely have to check that out. Um, So, and we're working with them. We were going to try to figure out something like we can have like a special package where like you come and spend, you know, for like noon to four or something and, you know, go to the spa and do some wine testing and, you know, just enjoy the day and all the ladies can all hang out together or whatever. Um, But yeah, it's, it's, you just, I'm obviously biased, but Everybody that has been there says you got to come enjoy it and have fun. It's relaxing. It can be as relaxing. or can be as overwhelming as you want to be. Um, but you're definitely not going to be bored. That I will guarantee you. So check it out. It's the fantasy Get your tickets before July 1st. They go up 10 bucks. Um, the whole weekend package is right now only $85. And like oh. I said, you get, Admission to both parties, you get a ticket to the Pro Football Hall of Fame, which is actually $41 now. Unbelievable. Um, you get um, a T-shirt. You get a swag bag, which is full with all the coupons. Of Love a free T-shirt. Um, yeah. So, And you get that ticket to maybe win the $2,000 entry into the million-dollar competition. 
So Beautiful. all of that is included just for 85 bucks. It's a deal you can't pass up. Let's go see the Football Hall of Fame and then win a million dollars. I love it. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, Bob, for joining us. This has been awesome. We'll definitely do it again. Look forward to seeing you in August. Uh, Tell the people where they can find you on the Internet. Of course, on Twitter at Bob underscore Lung. Uh, You can find the Expo at DFF Expo on Twitter. And, of course, get the uh, Fantasy Football Consistency Guide on Amazon. Just type in the search Fantasy Football Guide. There it is. Or Consistency Guide. And you will find it, and you can get it in two days if you're a Prime member. Perfect. Perfect. Thanks, guys. Perfect. Really enjoyed having being on. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate Go to PatriotSportsNow.com. Find all cur- our current goings on. Follow our new Twitter account at PSR Network. Just like you'd spell it on a license plate. PSRNTWK. Okay, till next time, be good to each other. Chris, kick the outro music. You've been listening to Patriot Sports Radio. If you're sick of all the national talking heads and biases of mainstream sports media, like we are, this show is for you. We hope you enjoyed it. Make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. For more content and merch, hit up www.patriotsportsnow.com. Find us on Twitter at Patriots Pod, on Instagram and Facebook at Patriots Sports Now, and on Getter, Rumble, and YouTube at Patriots Sports. Take care, and we'll see you next time.